0: What's going on, friends? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Billy Rossetti back with you guys here on a Friday as we are closing in, hopefully, uh, with the, to the start of training camp for all teams as the news just gets weirder and weirder as the days go by. Now the recent news is that if there's no deal by Sunday between the players and the league, they're... Uh, They could just go back to doing virtual work. They could shut down training camps. Who knows at this point what's going to happen. This has just been a strange, strange year. But I tell you what, uh, just in kind of a general sense, it is nice to have some sports back. Yesterday, of course, was opening day in baseball. Uh, The NBA got back to scrimmages before their official restart next week. So at least we're getting something. We just hope the NFL kind of... Follow suit, and we have some actual on-field stuff to talk about. If not, you know, we could always, of course, look ahead to the draft as we've done a couple times this off-season. But uh, there were a couple of notes uh, that I want to touch on. There was, you know, one roster note from from this week, as well as a, a couple a couple items I want to touch on from Pro Football Focus that I found r- rather interesting. So the first. First bit of just uh, roster news real quick is that the Panthers have brought in a punter uh, for training camp. Former South Carolina punter Joseph Charlton signing him to a three-year contract. Uh, The rookie punter out of South Carolina who averaged a little over 47.5 yards per punt last season. And uh, so very solid. We heard his name kind of floating around draft circles going into last season. Uh, So interesting they brought him in, especially on the three-year deal. Obviously, this gives you some competition for Michael Pilardi. Uh, And as even our friends over at Panthers Wire notes, uh, Pilardi is only 28 years old and still has two years left on his contract. However, the team can actually save $2.1 million in salary cap space for 2020 if they cut him before the season. And that's an interesting thing to note uh, is the salary cap space because uh, not just for this year, but keep in mind, member teams can always roll over salary cap space from the year before. That's obviously going to be very important going into next year because as we know, uh, there's been reports, there's been rumors that the salary cap could take a significant hit in 2021 uh, because of the COVID-19 pandemic and because of you know the lack of revenue that's going to be coming in Um, and that of course is one of the that's one of the key notes that uh, the players in the league are still kind of arguing about is how are they going to spread out the loss of the salary cap and actually I'm Checking out right now the salary cap calculator, thanks to our friends at overthecap.com. Um, and this is still kind of just using their projected normal numbers. So, 2021 right now, the Panthers, according to Over the Cap, have uh, 175, almost 176 million dollars in salary cap space uh, used up right now. Uh, their projected salary cap in a normal year would have been about $215 million. As we know, like I said, that could be uh, that, that could be down a lot, depending on how they agree to spread out the, the salary cap hits because of the financial revenue loss. Uh, the, the league wants to just take the hits basically right up front. This year and next year, the players' union wants to spread out that cap hit basically throughout the the entirety of the new CBA through the year 2030. Now, of course, you know, the salary cap will go up in a couple of years once things start getting back to normal and, you know, you start getting that revenue back in. But kind of just taking a look real quick, I guess this is a nice kind of turn. We'll talk about the 2021 salary cap now and just some of the the top hits right now for these teams. So the highest... Cap number uh, is no surprise. Teddy Bridgewater for 2021 at 23 million dollars, and of course he's not going anywhere because the Panthers would eat 20 million in dead money if they were to cut him. Of course, we've talked about his contract. He can be a he can be a potential out after two years with the Panthers, but he certainly isn't going anywhere uh, after this season because again they'd only gain three million in cap space. And they would eat twenty million in dead money. K1 shorts the int- could be an interesting name to keep in mind, though. Um, K1 short for twenty twenty one has a base salary of twelve and a half million dollars. Uh, he's got a salary cap bonus from the restructured contract and a you know roster bonus one and a half million. Uh, his total cap number is almost. $20 million. It's about $20.8 million. But the Panthers could actually save $9.8 million. It would leave about $11 million in dead, uh, dead money. But they could leave, and I'm not suggesting they're going to go ahead and cut him. I'm just saying, keep this in mind for future reference if we're figuring out what the Panthers could have to do with the salary cap. But they would save about $9.8 million in salary cap space if they were to decide to move on Uh, From K1 Short. And again if if we take a look. uh, A bit of a deeper look now. At his contract. K1 Short of course has. uh, Four years left on his contract. And. You know he's due base salaries of. Twelve and a half million this year. And next year. Um, And again he's got the salary cap bonus. He's also got a one and a half million dollar per game. uh, Roster bonus. And um, and there's a note here for 2022, where actually the contract voids in uh, on February 10th. So uh, for cap purposes, it was spread out over four seasons. But really, he only has two years left on his contract. Uh, The full I'll just read the full contract notes over the cap has, so you guys have an idea. K1 short signed a. Five year eighty and a half million dollar contract with the Panthers on april seventeenth, twenty seventeen. Short's contract contains forty five million in guarantees, thirty five million of which are guaranteed at signing. The fully guaranteed portion of the contract includes a twenty million dollar signing bonus, six million dollar base salary in seventeen, and a partial guarantee in eighteen. So of course that means none of his remaining salary money is guaranteed. The only the only hits he would take, of course, would be the salary cap or the uh, the signing bonus pro that would, ex- uh, of course, accelerate forward. Uh, there are annual five hundred thousand dollar workout bonuses and starting in twenty eighteen, and off season roster bonuses in twenty twenty, which is a million dollars, and twenty twenty one, which is a million and a half. Short was the Panthers' franchise player at the time of the contract. The contract freed up three point three eight seven million in cap room for twenty seventeen. Uh, So that's those are the early and again a lot of that numbers are a lot of those guarantees or all the guarantees are already set so in a sense that means the Panthers Only would have short for one more year after this season because again the contract just voids in February of 2022 so again cutting him before the 21 season would leave about 11 million in Dead money, but it would save about $9.8 million. So that's something to keep in mind. Shaq Thompson, of course, we know he's not going anywhere. He just signed that big contract. He has a cap number of about $14.18 million. Christian McCaffrey obviously isn't going anywhere, but he's the next highest cap hit at a little over $12.5 million. Robbie Anderson has a $12 million cap hit next season, uh, an $8 million salary, and the signing bonus – Credit of four million dollars. So, if the Panthers decided to move on from Anderson after this year, that would save eight million dollars in cap space. And then, and then you get to the last player on the list who has an eight-figure salary cap hit and is probably the most likely to be a cap casualty. Whether or not, or depending, not even depending how much the cap hit, even in a regular year. He was likely going to be a cap casualty, but especially now if the Panthers really have to make some salary cap moves and that's Matt Paradis. We've all, we're all aware that he didn't have the greatest of first years with the Panthers after signing a three-year contract. He's entering year two of that. And, um, assuming he doesn't really pick up the game, like, you know, some of us would hope he'll enter the final year of his contract. Um, with an eight million or being owed an eight million dollar salary, uh signing bonus, one or a prorated bonus of 1.8 million from a signing bonus, and a workout bonus of five hundred thousand dollars. Cutting parodies after this season would leave about 5.4 million in dead money, but it would leave about 4.93 million in salary cap space. So, if there's a name right now to really file away, you know, K- K1 short might be a 50-50 type guy but if there's a guy that I would say right now is better than a 50-50 to be cut before the 2021 season starts it would be Matt Paradis. Again, it would be it would leave about 5.4 million in dead money but save just under 5 million in salary cap space. And keep in mind too, you know, some of the the free agents that the Panthers are going to have after this season. One of the biggest names of course is Taylor Moten, you know, we fully expect him to likely get a new contract at some point. So you're going to need cap space there. Uh, You're eventually going to have to work out a deal with DJ Moore. So those are two of your big names you got to work on. Uh, We'll see what happens with guys like Eli Apple, guys like uh, Curtis Samuel. We'll see if they get new contracts. So you're going to need the cap space. So Short and Matt Paradis are certainly names to to keep an eye on uh with the salary cap being and kind of the the flux that it is next season and then even someone like Graham Gano, who's due a salary of three and a half million dollars in 2021 uh so if they keep him through this season but cut him after next year it would uh it would leave about one and a half million in dead money but it would save about 3.75 million in cap space so so there's three names for you uh, that I would say could have a decent chance to be kind of cap casualties, at least a you know low to decent chance to be a, a cap casualty in 2020. Matt Paradis being the most likely, probably Graham Gano would be second, and then K1 Short. But again, K1 Short just because they could save pretty, basically almost 10 million dollars in salary cap space, and the fact that he. Essentially, only has one year left on his contract anyway. As they kind of go through this rebuilding process, so that's so that's just something to look forward to. Like I said, just the way too that the salary cap. Um, it's, it's funny. I, we talk about a, uh, a punter saving some money there, and we get into a good con, uh, pretty good conversation regarding the 2021 salary cap. But again, it's it's important to note right now because. We have no idea what the salary cap for next year could look like. If the players get their way, you might see the salary cap cut down to like 180 or something next year. But if the league gets their way, the salary cap might only be like 130 for next year because they're projecting losses of like 60 to 70 million dollars just for this season. And if they tack that all onto next year's salary cap, that's obviously a huge hit. You're talking. Going from a potential salary cap of uh, over 200 million, because remember, th- I mean, this year alone the salary cap is 198. You take 70 million away from that, you're at 128. That's a that's a huge gap. So it's going to be really interesting, especially this weekend, since apparently Sunday kind of seems to be the soft deadline, which makes sense because, of course, all teams are expected to report to camp on Tuesday. So. This weekend will be very interesting between the players and the union to see if they can come up with something. So we'll keep an eye on that. The other two pieces of notes that I wanted to touch on here too. uh, Pro football focus, I guess, has been starting to rank each team by position groups. And needless to say, at least with two of the position groups on defense... Uh, PFF is not very fond of the Carolina Panthers, and I think we, you know, kind of we certainly alluded to that earlier this week when we had Andrew Erickson on the the podcast to talk fantasy, and he himself said he has the Panthers' defense, at least in terms of fantasy, ranked dead last. Uh, as far as PFF as a whole, you know, we'll start with their linebacker group ranked number twenty-six. By pro football focus, uh, certainly, certainly, of course, that that is because of the loss of Luke Keekley. Here's actually uh, one of the quotes from PFF on their linebacker group they said, uh, Shaq Thompson is a solid coverage player who takes on plenty of responsibility within Carolina's scheme, he plays under control and has missed only 42 tackles in his five year career and he wins with quickness in the run game where he's graded at 70-plus in all but one year of his career. Tyre Whitehead takes the first crack at replacing Keekley after two years in Oakland in which he graded in the 50s. Whitehead hasn't posted a coverage grade above 60 since 2015, though he has graded well in the run game in two of the last three years. So, Certainly not a lot of love for the... Uh, for the Panthers linebackers. But again, we've talked about some of the other names that could potentially step up guys like Jermaine Carter, Andre Smith, um, Jordan Kunizic showed, uh, you know, showed some flashes last season, both at, on special teams and at linebacker. Um, But overall, again, PFF, just not, not too thrilled with the Panthers options at the linebacker position. But they are higher on the linebackers for the Panthers as a whole than they are on their defensive line. Even with guys like K1 Short and Derek Tom or uh, Derek Brown, PFF ranks the Panthers' defensive line number 29. How about that? They're they're quote on the Panthers' D line. The new additions will be joining stalwart K1 Short and last season's first-round pick Brian Burns. Short missed almost all of last season, but was playing the best football of his career before that point while Burns flashed pass rush skills as a rookie. There are a lot of unknowns when it comes to this group, but there's a very believable scenario where the talent comes together quickly and makes them a very formidable unit to contend with. You know, So certainly uh, that low ranking likely has to do with the fact that obviously you've got a lot of rookies. I mean, of course, the Panthers went out and they drafted three defensive linemen in this draft class. Derek Brown, Yitor Grossmatos, and Bravion Roy. Uh, and then of course, guys like F.A. Obada, Still kind of uh, a bit of a tweener. But I want to check to see if I could see. I'm just curious who the only three teams are that the Panthers were ranked ahead of in terms of defensive lines. Uh 32. Their, their worst ranked D-line was actually the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, and it kind of makes sense. You know, Seattle had next to no pass rush uh, in 2019. I Remember, that was with Jadeveon Clowney, who, of course, is still a free agent. Um, you know, and they talked about how much will be expected of LJ Collier, who really didn't have... That strong of a rookie season Who of course was their first round pick But they have the Seahawks at 32 31 they had the New York Jets You know even with Quinn and Williams uh, Still a lot of work to do there And then at 30 they have the Miami Dolphins Now of course Miami did go out and add some free agents To that mix like Kyle Van Doyen Shaq Lawson and then of course Christian Wilkins had a very good uh, Rookie campaign But those are the three teams that PFF ranked uh, below the Panthers in terms of defensive line and defense or uh, linebackers, excuse me. Uh, as we look back, just I just want to see who they have as the uh, as the only teams ranked above or ranked below the Panthers, excuse me. So the only teams that the, uh, that PFF ranks below the the Panthers. In terms of linebacker group, they have the Eagles at 27, the Packers at 28, Dolphins at 29, Bengals at 30, Browns at 31, and the L.A. Rams at 32. Rams, of course, uh, probably their best linebacker, Corey Littleton, no longer with the Rams. He, of course, is now in Vegas with the Raiders. Uh, They did... You know, they did bring in Leonard Floyd, but it uh, doesn't seem like they're too high. They do have uh, interesting guys like Micah Kaiser and Traven Howard. but uh, And then, of course, Kenny Young, the kid they got from Baltimore. But uh, So, again, those are the Rams, the Browns, the Bengals, Dolphins, Packers, and Eagles, the only teams that PFF believes have a worse linebacker unit than the Carolina Panthers. So there's a little bit of a a fun nugget for you on how much PFF loves the Panthers defense heading into the 2020 season. So I think on that note, kind of touched on the notes I wanted to get to. So hopefully next week we have uh, a bit of a clear idea as far as what training camp could look like if the players are even going to actually be on the field. So again, this is going to be a very important weekend uh, for the NFL and the players so we'll see what happens when we reconvene next week um, until then thanks for making me a part of your day hope you guys have a great rest of your Friday and a great weekend and we'll see you Monday when we do it again here on the Locked On Panthers podcast until then Billy Rossetti signing off we will see you soon take care my friends